When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't forget iHeartRadio. What's up, Tanya? What's going on, uh, Tara? Don't call me Tara. Tara, what's happening? What's up, Jules? Hi, Danielle. What's up, Sarah? Uh, what's up, Sally? Seawalk? What's going on, everybody? Hopefully, you guys are having a great morning. Today on the show, oh, not righty then. But first... Live dates. Oh, tonight. Here we go. Finally, baby. Robot Takeover. Comedy Corner Underground. I was there last night for their Dingbats open mic. Working out some new stuff. Got some new material tonight. Robot Takeover. 8 p.m. 10 bucks. It's in my Instagram stories or on my website, rudypovich.com. Then on the 9th, Friday night, Fatfish Brewing, Dickinson, North Dakota. Seven hours one way. Hopefully you guys got some good recommendations on some podcasts because Jesus Christ... Seven hours, one way. And the dog's coming with me this time. Paul's going to be like, "What the? where the fuck are you taking me? I think flat earthers are full of bullshit, but I'm telling you, <laughs> if you drive through North Dakota, you're like, there might be something to this. Ah, and then coming back on December 10th, going to be a dirty show. Show is 9 p.m. I know there's a couple of people that had hit me up. We're like, hey, a couple of drinks beforehand? We'd love to. Doing a corporate before that all the way in Wisconsin and then hauling ass to get back so I can do that show. So unfortunately, I'll drink with you guys after the show, the dirty show. Check out my uh, Instagram stories or check out Facebook. to be able to get the uh, the link on there. I believe it's 10 bucks to be able to get in. Uh, what's up, Steph? How are you? Uh, what's up, Kimberly? BJ, what's going down? What's up, Scooter? Nice to see you guys. Then coming up December 15th, Norfolk, Nebraska with Tammy Pescatelli. Dude, was just watching some of her clips. She's a gangster, man. God damn, I'm such a fan. Love that woman. Uh, two, Three shows actually is going to be, what the hell is it again? Oh, yeah, one Thursday, two Friday. Man, she's fantastic. Oh, such a fan. What's up, Steph Rizel? How are you? Uh, Danielle, the drive to Minot is long and boring. So flat, isn't it? What's up, MJ? It's about the only place I've ever been to where you will see a water tower and then three and a half hours later, get to the water tower it's no bullshit how incredibly flat and desolate north dakota is i think the first time i ever did a gig in north dakota i had said uh, i said i didn't even need a map all i did was just look and saw your water tower and i was like just drive that way (laughs) and then four hours later i finally got to the fucking gig jesus man you're in the middle of goddamn nowhere. But anyways, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know much about North Dakota. I like to travel, though. And I don't mind driving. I like just sitting in a car by myself. A lot of times with just silence and just thinking. It's okay to just like let your mind wander sometimes. I think a lot of us try really hard to be able to beat the, the sensation of our minds going somewhere. We try so hard to stop the voice in our head. 
don't. Enjoy it. It's going to be there regardless. Don't forget, you feed it the words. You're the one who tells it if it should be positive or negative. So you are the one who is telling yourself all this shit. Not anybody else. It's you. So you can figure out what words need to be said to you. Sometimes you just time warp. I've done that. I don't even know. Like, all of a sudden, I'll just... I'll be driving, and then, boom, I'm in Duluth. And I'm like, what happened in the last two and a half hours? Don't remember any of it. What did I think about? Don't even remember. That's kind of a nice place to be. I used to always think it was weird. A friend of mine used to talk about just going home and sitting and looking out the window. I was like, that's how you spend your free time? She's like, yeah. I was like, why? She's like, because sometimes I just got to turn my goddamn mind off. I don't need a screen. I don't need people. All I need is just a cup of coffee and a window, and I just sit and think. And I'm like, that is dumb. You think? Why would you think? We have all these devices to occupy us from thinking. Thinking doesn't get you anywhere. Doing gets you places. And then, I don't know, I turned like 39. I was like, maybe she's right. Maybe you should just sit and think for a while. Think to yourself. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the silence. It's seven hours. Sit down. Get a comfy pillow. I'm at that age, too, where I got to stick, uh, you know, one of those seat ass cushion ass gaskets on my butt because like the seat plus my vehicle's got 185,000 miles on it it's seen some better days that seat is definitely you better not be sitting in my ass grooves that's what it feels like homer simpson screaming about ass grooves yes sally that is the best doing nothing i agree danielle autopilot driving that's uh that's what it's like on road trips something about it just very soothing and relaxing i agree i agree what's up jerry pizzini how are you nice to see you um i don't know why this has been making the rounds i was online today looking up some trending topics and for some reason for whatever reason saturday night live is uh, it's kind of making the rounds right now, and they're talking about some of the people that have auditioned for Saturday Night Live. In fact, uh, I was with Jonathan Kite this weekend. Him and I had a good conversation about it because that dude could be on Saturday Night Live and has either just chosen not to or just has no interest, which I could, I get maybe, you know, because John's 42, and maybe going to Saturday Night Live when you're a little bit longer in the tooth, it feels like a, right now, it feels like a 20 something year old's game, you know? I mean, may, because I don't know, maybe when you look at Belushi, they were like, he was a star at 25. And you're like, that guy looks like he's 53. That guy does not look like he was, but we aged so differently back then. So I don't know, maybe if you got the chops and you're in your 40s, I don't know anybody. I think Phil Hartman may have been the only person in his 40s to go to Saturday Night Live. And maybe he wasn't even in his 40s yet. But either way, they've been talking a lot about some of these people that have been uh, out running around doing the audition. I didn't realize this. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, one of the best comics of our generation who has basically just fallen off the planet. He made that hangover money and he's like, fuck it, I'm out. And I don't blame him. And then he did baskets with Louie Anderson and then he was like, all right, I'm just done. I don't need to do any of this anymore. But yeah, that's what you want. Like That's what boggled me about Seinfeld going back out and trying to do an entire re you know reinventing himself and doing an entire hour and then comedian with uh, comedians in cars with coffee like why would you you got seinfeld money larry david doing curb your enthusiasm this is what you work for but then again i get it man i get it you work so hard to be able to get something it's just kind of in you because that threshold for happiness when it comes to a monetary standpoint seventy five thousand dollars 
if you make under $75,000, you still got a little bit of a fire in your belly. Anything over $75,000, there's no difference between that and a billionaire. The happiness levels, it's all the same. So if you have $137 billion, Elon Musk, you are just as happy as the guy who owns his own plumbing business. If you make less than that, probably working a little bit up the happiness scale. But it's crazy that happened. Uh, Nate Hood, Leslie Jones. Oh, Leslie, was she over 40 when she got that? I didn't think she was that. I don't know. I was talking to uh, uh, a comedian last night, uh, a friend of mine who is black, and he made a comment that he was with a company for almost 30 years. And I'm like, I'm sorry, how old are you? And he's like, but I'm going to be 50 in like three weeks. I was like, get the fuck out. I'm like, dude, I thought you were five years younger than me. I thought you were barely 37. He's like, fuck no, dude. He's like, I'm seven years older than you. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know. You just, you look young. You're still coming out. You're still pounding it. You're still like writing jokes and you got a, you know, fire under your ass. I didn't realize. I thought you were just a, a, a young buck. Nate Hood, stand-up is work, though. You need to grind uh, for that hour when you got millions, no fire. And yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. It, that is like, that's the hardest part about all of it is just like forcing yourself on the days you don't want to write, on the days you don't want to go. I did two sets last night. I didn't want to do either of them. I was fucking exhausted. It's like one of those nights where you're just hustling. I literally got to the second uh, venue, to the comedy cave. I got there last night basically as they were calling my name to jump on stage. I still had my, here's how fast it was. I ran in the door. I still had my earphones around my neck when I got on stage. It was just like bang, 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 bang. And then turned around, I did my time, I grabbed my shit and I left. I was there for like a total of like 13 minutes. <laughs> it's like fucking, uh, you're right, man. It's a total grind. But anyways, talking about Saturday Night Live, Zach Galifianakis, Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, Stephen Colbert, they've been talking about all of these people that is uh, have been... Uh, hosting Saturday Night Live, or tried to get on a Saturday Night Live, never got on, and then had major success after that. I don't know why this has been trending, but it has been. And they were talking about Jim Carrey and when he auditioned, and the moment Jim Carrey knew that it wasn't going to happen for him. My name is Jim Carrey, and uh, this is my Saturday Night Live audition. The day I was auditioning for Saturday Night Live, I got out of my car and I heard a voice say, don't jump. And I looked up at the top of the building and there was an NBC page standing on the logo trying to get the nerve up to jump off and kill himself. And I went, this is not going to happen. That's I, Here's what I love the most about that clip. Is that it's a true behind the scenes story. But it's also so perfectly human. To be like, there is a man on top of the building who's thinking about jumping and his imminent suicide has nothing to do with him and everything to do with me. <laughs> I know that that guy's going to die, but it's God's sign to me that it's not going to happen. That's how I know. God has sent that person to jump off the top of the giant peacock at 30 Rock to tell me I'm not going to get Saturday Night Live. That is what I think I love the most about humans. We find a way somehow... When Kirstie Alley passed away the other day, I tried really hard to not post about this. Like, when... Was it Brooke Shields? Oh, Brooke Shields, yeah, Brooke Shields. When Brooke Shields... When Michael Jackson passed away, Brooke Shields got up and basically did 10 minutes 
about how she is the saddest person in the room. It's like, could you shut the fuck up for a moment? I don't know. Maybe there's some family members that are a little sadder. There was a guy that we used to hang around with up in uh, northern Minnesota. This dude was from the cities, and we were all northerners. And he used to come up. We'd see him like two, three times a year. That was it. And he was a good friend, but he wasn't like a best friend. He was just a good guy, and we all knew him. And then he died, and tragically, in a four-wheeler accident. And all of his friends, I mean, the dudes that he went to like kindergarten with, who he was still friends with in his mid-40s, they all came up to the cab around our cabin and I proceeded to have a family member get shit faced and tell those guys nobody had it harder than him when that guy died. And I'm like, could you shut the fuck up? Shut up. What are you saying? There's these people that have literally known this guy. He was on the planet for 47 years. And some of these guys sitting around this fire drinking a beer with us knew him for 46 and a half of those 47 years. You saw him twice a year for about yeah, eight years. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're making this so awkward. Stop making it about you. I knew I wasn't going to get Saturday Night Live when the universe was telling me it wasn't going to happen because that guy was having a shitty day. It's not about you. Stop it. I know I totally understand that he is joking, but still, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's very awkward. That we make shit about us. It's so weird. Wayne, what's up, dude? Uh, let's see. Saturday is hosted by Frankie Jupiter. I saw it's hosted by Frankie Jupiter. Although, I don't know who Frankie Jupiter is. Am I... Is he flying in? Is he, uh, is he an L.A. guy? Is, he have a, is that his credit? He lives in L.A. I didn't know living in a city was a credit, but apparently it's a credit. I haven't met Frankie Jupiter yet. Although, Wayne... If it uh, if it's something that you're involved with, I, whatever it is, it's going to be goddamn hilarious. Because I remember back in the day at uh, Grumpy's when it was the Death Comedy Jam, and you guys, oh my god, dude, that fucking room. Oh, we were talking about that room the other day and how much we miss it, and just how awesome Grumpy's was, and just well, the reason why we brought it up is Sir Ian McClellan. <laughs> Magneto himself was doing a play at the Guthrie and one night came over and decided to have a drink and he's at a table with a few people and local comedian Tiffany Norton got up on stage and I don't remember the joke she was just told it to me the other day but it was something about how her kid on her birthday it isn't it shouldn't be her daughter's birthday it should be her daughter celebrating the fact that her mom didn't abort her. And she got through three quarters of the setup and Sir Ian McClellan stood up and walked out of the room. (laughs) I love it. God, I love it. It's so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, Frankie Jupiter. Oh, no shit. 29th best lounge act off the strip. Nicest legend ever. Shit, yeah. If he's a lounge act, ooh, I wonder if we can get him and Dick Cheese on the same bill. That would be iconic. You guys know Richard Cheese? Get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Yeah, come on. Why don't you get down with the sickness? The toxicity of our city, of our city. 
That dude was fantastic. What's up, Eric Mitro? How are you? Uh, Chicky Dabs. Love that story. Which one? Oh, the Sir Ian McClellan? Yeah. That's 1,000%. Ask her about it. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. One of the, an A-lister, not only an A-lister, but at the time was literally doing like X-Men Magneto. He was the biggest thing on the planet. That guy came in to sit down and have a whiskey neat and was there for, I mean, there was a buzz in the room. People were losing their shit. Oh my God. You know, you could hear the rumblings like, oh my God, Sir Ian McClellan, Magneto is here. He's at a table. Look at that. Holy shit. Norton gets up there right after death. He intros, ladies and gentlemen, Tiffany Norton. <laughs> she gets on stage. She says half a joke, and Sir Ian McClellan's like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> uh, Wayne, Sir Ian, rather hang at Grumpy's than uh, the Guthrie's Fancy Bar. Grumpy's was more his style. He seems like that dude. He totally 1,000% seems like that guy. That would just kick it, you know? Uh, him and Xavier. Sir Richard Stewart. Richard, yeah, Richard Stewart, right? Stewart Richard? Richard Stewart. Fuck, I can't remember these. Too many fucking famous people. Way too many famous people. You got Ian McClellan. You got Sir Patrick Stewart. You got Frankie Jupiter. Too many famous people. Way too many famous people. Can't keep them all together. God damn it, man. Ah, that's funny. And, you know, I don't even mind telling this story now since we're on the uh, stories of uh, local comics. But there was one comic. I may have told this one already. Stop me if you did. But there was one comic uh, who was also there at Grumpy's one night who was basically telling me, hey, you sh- she shouldn't have done that. That was fucked up. I was like, well, so what, man? Like, it happens. It's whatever. Like, sometimes you walk the room. You don't want to walk the room, but sometimes you walk the room. It happens to the best of us. And he's like, that's bullshit, man. We all could have performed. I'm like, that wasn't that fucking guy wasn't going to stick it out for the whole... It's not like it was going to be 2 a.m. and he was sitting by that barrel fire out back just like smoking cigarettes and telling stories. At some point, he's going to probably call it a night. I mean, the fucking guy was like in his 70s at this point. He's, he's getting up there. And um, let's see, Eric, I read a good article this morning. People that don't identify with working able bodies are disabling themselves and they are calling themselves transabled. Oh, I, yes, I've heard that. I, yeah, I heard people trying to get out of work. They're just like, I, my body doesn't work. I'm just, uh, I'm sorry, man. It just, we're fucking done. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, they were like, it's bullshit. And then that same person, fast forward like six months later, when they had a uh, Just for Laughs Montreal showcase at House of Comedy, I hosted it. And this person, who had told me many times, don't let me drink before I get on stage. And I'm like, all right. So that night, I walked into the lobby, and there they were at the bar drinking, and I'm like, hey, you got a show. Don't drink. And they're like, don't worry. I got this. I got this. I'm like, all right. You told me to stop you from drinking. And then this person got up on stage, and they had to do seven minutes, and the second they got up there to a full house, they fucking blanked. Completely blanked. Blanked. I mean, there was so much momentum up until when they got on stage, and it was done. Done. Stumbled through seven minutes, got off the stage, proceeded to go back into the bar and start to cry and have another drink. And I'm like, you did this to yourself. Fucking told you, man. I told you. Oh, my God. Wayne, is that uh, Grumpy's documentary anywhere we can find? They actually did. That's how iconic that mic was. I mean, forever. God damn, that room was so much fun. Oh, and the people that came through there. In fact, I was talking to a comic last night over at Comedy Corner Underground, 
And we were talking about the timing of jokes. How sometimes people, we were talking about how nice it is that you can write a bunch of material about a certain thing and then park it and then wait until it comes back around again. You know, like if you have Christmas material, if you have Thanksgiving material, 4th of July, whatever it is, you can't park, you have to park that stuff throughout the year. And we were talking about Chris Maddock, who was one of the guys who ran Grumpy's, and he's also a part of the Dingbats. He runs Dingbats at Comedy Corner Underground on Wednesdays. That dude, him and I are sitting in the back of Grumpy's, and this guy gets up on stage, and no joke, it was like December 29th. So Wednesday night, December 29th, and this guy gets up on stage, and the first words out of his mouth are, so do you guys go to the state fair? And Chris goes, oh, my God. (laughs) Ah, Christ. Oh, shit. There it is. There's the link. Sweet. You guys should click on that link to YouTube. I will share it on my Facebook today, too. I haven't watched that in a long time. There's another documentary. There's actually a couple documentaries that are coming out. I just rewatched one the other day called I Need You to Kill. And it revolves around Chad Daniels, Tom Segura, and Pete Lee all going to Japan with Louis Lee, who owns Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Those guys all went to Japan to do shows. Cool little documentary. Just kind of out of the way. I believe it's on Amazon Prime right now. And, uh, well, sweet, man. I'm going to definitely give that a rewatch. It's been such a long time. Death's Last Stand, Ian Rand's YouTube. Okay, right on. Good to know, man. God, Ian is awesome, isn't he? Fuck, that guy is so cool. Ah. So awesome. Anyway, all right. Uh, I got shit to do. I got a shoot today. I got a bunch of VOs. Plus, we got the show tonight, 8 p.m., Comedy Corner Underground for Robot Takeover. Then uh, tomorrow night, Dickinson, North Dakota. And then Saturday night, I'm back in town at the Club Underground, Spring Street Tavern. That show, 9 p.m. Go to my website. Check out the stories on Instagram. That's where you can get the links. Go to rudypovich.com for all the dates, all the merch. And again, thank you guys so much. Totally appreciate it when you take a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.